Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. The Sitka Assembly last night approved the creation of a new tourism task force to investigate and plan for the city's approach as it prepares for increased cruise traffic in 2023 and beyond. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. A short-term tourism plan drafted by the Sitka Planning Commission got the city through a record-breaking cruise season in 2022. But that plan was always intended as a stopgap, and now the torch is being passed. Over the next year, a new tourism task force will dive into everything from land use regulations and waterfront development to how many cruise passengers Sitka can reasonably handle. The ultimate goal? to develop a long-term tourism management strategy for a city that's expecting more than 500,000 cruise visitors this summer, the most it's ever seen by a wide margin. To the nine-member group, the Assembly will appoint one representative from the Downtown Business Corridor, one member representing tours and attractions, one representing business in general, one from the Sitka Sound Cruise Terminal, and two at-large members. The Sitka Tribe of Alaska, Port and Harbors Commission, and Sustainability Commission will each appoint one member to the task force as well. Only one person commented on the resolution to establish a task force. Richard Ween said the business and tourism industry interests were too heavily represented. I think that they should increase the number of community members at large uh, to at least uh, four uh, to have some parity with uh, business. Clearly, uh, what businesses want is more business and they're interested parties. And they uh, may not have the view of the regular run-of-the-mill uh, citizen. Assemblymember Chris Yested said they'd heard from a handful of Sitkins who felt similarly but they'd received an equal amount of support for more industry representation on the task force. And considering I've had complaints about how the seats are favored one way or the other from both sides, I feel like we've we've met a good equilibrium, at least close, because no one's happy. And I think that that's a good place to be. You know, hopefully with that, we get good discussion and some good interesting results. And Assemblymember Tim Pikes said he felt all of the Sitkins on the task force would be Sitkins first. And then they fill other roles in our community, and I think um, they all have the, the best interests of Sitka at heart. That's my belief, and I think this task force will, will bear that out. Assemblymember Tor Christensen thought there would be limits to what the task force could do, but it would be busy nevertheless. But as far as addressing levels of tourism, Sitka, I don't think Honestly, it'll have the power to do any, to do much about that. Um, but there's going to be constant work. So, I mean, everything from the crosswalks we talked tonight to what levels we close downtown or do we close downtown, that kind of thing. Um, and it'll be good to take that off the plate of the Planning Commission. With little debate, the Assembly voted unanimously to establish the task force. It must appoint the nine members by the end of April. The task force then has a year until it makes its final recommendations to the Assembly, which could include establishing a permanent tourism commission. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The snow is starting to melt, and in Sitka, that means the start of the Sitka Sound Sacro herring fishery is around the corner. 
state fishery managers did their first aerial survey on Sunday, covering an area from Bjorka Island to Krestov Sound. No spawn or schools of fish were observed during the first survey, but predators were observed along the Kruzov Island shoreline, and humpback whales were counted in the waters between Inner Point and Hayward Strait and in deeper water west of the Siganaka Islands. Yesterday they flew again, surveying from Pavarotny Point to Salisbury Sound. Again, no spawn or herring schools were observed, and a press release from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game noted an unusual number of whales and sea lions in atypical locations for this time of year. The commercial herring fishery isn't on two-hour notice quite yet. Once state biologists determine the conditions are right to gear up for the fishery, they'll hold a pre-season meeting that will be open to the public on Zoom. Then they'll announce fishery open openings over VHF radio. Area management biologist Aaron Dupuis says staffing shortages have delayed the release of the annual SACRO management plan, but yesterday his department issued a press release with some details on plans for commercial and subsistence management. This year's guideline harvest level is over 30,000 tons of herring, 20% of the projected biomass of fish. The herring population estimate isn't record-breaking like last year's, but is still projected to be one of the highest in the last five decades. According to the release, so far there's no official agreement between the department and the industry on this year's harvest strategy and whether it will be competitive or non-competitive, but it's likely it will be structured similar to the last two years. The commercial herring fishery has been under scrutiny for years, and in 2018, the Sitka Tribe of Alaska sued the state over management of the fishery. The case made it all the way to the Alaska Supreme Court, which heard oral arguments in December. A written decision is forthcoming. And some Alaskans recognized a familiar face on stage at the 95th Annual Academy Awards on Sunday night. An actor born and raised in Ketchikan was celebrating their movie's big win. Tally Medell co-starred in Everything Everywhere All at Once, which took home a total of seven Oscars, including Best Picture. KRBD's Reagan Miller caught up with the actor. Even before Oscar night, Everything Everywhere All at Once had already won a bevy of awards, like an Outstanding Cast Award from the Screen Actors Guild, two Golden Globes, and a Writers Guild of America Award. According to IGN, even before the Oscars, it had already claimed the title of Most Awarded Movie Ever. So, co-star Tally Medell was hopeful the streak would continue on Oscar night. The movie had already racked up six awards by the time Harrison Ford came out on stage to present the award for Best Picture. After all, their co-star Ki-Hoi Kwan, who some might remember as Data from The Goonies, had acted alongside Ford in an Indiana Jones movie decades ago, and Medell took it as a sign. We, at that point, had already won so many awards besides these Oscars, too. So leading up to the Best Picture announcement, it seemed clear that we were poised to win. And they did. Everything Everywhere All at Once, an A24 film that premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival last year, won Best Picture. It beat out competition like Top Gun Maverick, Avatar, The Way of Water, and Elvis. In total, the movie earned seven Oscars. Medell says it was overwhelming to look out from the stage as producer Jonathan Wang accepted the Best Picture Oscar. I didn't look at the audience much because I think I might have, um, you know, collapsed. (laughs) 
from seeing so many, you know, the faces of artists that I've always looked up to and admired. But Medell says the win just felt right. They played the part of Becky, girlfriend to the character Joy Wang, played by Stephanie Hsu. Here they are quipping to Wang's parents, Evelyn and Waymond, in the first few minutes of the movie. I always learn something when I hang out with the elderly. Old people are very wise. <laughs> Medell's character struggles to be accepted by her girlfriend's parents, who immigrated from China, and her traditional grandfather, who Joy's parents don't want to know they're dating. It's one of the struggles that contributes to Joy's character being taken over by a force from another universe and kind of going off the deep end and creating an everything bagel that could wreak havoc. You know why I actually built the bagel? It wasn't to destroy everything. It was to destroy myself. The movie is a fast-paced sci-fi that follows Joy's mother as she jumps through bizarre and absurd universes, trying to reconcile the things that could have been if her life had been different. In some worlds, she's a martial arts pro. In others, a movie star. In some, she divorces her husband or never moves to America. Medell explains it like this. I think a message that we can roll in for this time that's from the film is nothing matters, but that also means that we can do anything we want. Um, you know, it, it's ours to create and it's ours to heal. Between Oscar night and the various after parties, Medell says it's been a whirlwind. It's been absolutely surreal. I'm so happy for everybody, and I'm so honored. Medell plans to stay in Los Angeles for the next month before jumping into more projects. Medell also teaches clowning theater classes and is the founding member of the three-person dance group Cocoon Central Dance Team. They are working on a screenplay about Ketchikan, which still holds a special place in their heart. I'm really grateful to everybody in Ketchikan for being so supportive and so kind. Adele remembers taking classes at the Ketchikan Theater Ballet and performing with First City players. Adele says they owe a lot to this town of nearly 14,000. And Alaska has just so many amazing artists. Aren't we so lucky? They hope to visit again soon. They were in town last summer teaching classes with First City players. Elizabeth Nelson, First City players' executive director, hopes to see Adele again soon. I think really what I would say about Tally is that she is one of the kindest, most open people I know, and how she is able to just take what is such a gorgeous sense of play and performance and make other people feel that they can do exactly what she does. But there's just such an open kindness about her. I am thrilled for her. And it's safe to say that Medell is thrilled too.